Hey, Internet. Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. Every week, I dive into who people really are, the good, the bad, and everything in between. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Well, hello, Internet, and welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody. It is officially 2022. And for this week's intro, I am actually alone uh, because my co-producer, Miss Sarah Nicole, is sick. Um, We are in the wave of Omicron. Uh, It has taken over Halifax and a lot of people are out sick and Restrictions are back, and it has been, I just got to say, a weird two weeks, you guys. Um, Not a fabulous start to um, a new year, 2022. It's been a bit rough, I'm not going to lie. 2022 made an entrance, and not in the best way. Um, It is just a very bizarre, weird, and stressful time right now. But I'm glad to be back on the podcast. I do, at the top of this show, want to bring up something that has happened in the Halifax comedy scene. We had a very tragic loss, um, one that doesn't make any sense. We lost a key player in the Halifax comedy scene. Um, Unfortunately, on January 2nd, Comedian and show producer Durham Laporte unexpectedly passed away, tragically, um, shockingly. And he was super, super young. He was only 25 years old. Uh, Durham was a past guest on the show. He has done three episodes of Intoxicated. And like I said, huge key player in Halifax comedy. Essentially, um, in 2020, when uh, comedy finally came back and there was kind of a surge of comedy in Halifax Durham was a huge part of that. Uh, Durham Laporte and Brandon Michael really stepped up and started producing a lot of shows in the city. And the scene grew because of it. Durham actually ran the Dark Side Comedy Club, the new open mic, The Red Room, District 5. During the summer, Brandon and Durham also put on uh, comedy shows in the Halifax Commons outside. So Durham did a lot. And I'm probably missing, you know, a lot of the shows that he has done. Just a true hustler, someone who clearly really, really loved comedy and not just loved doing comedy, but loved planning shows, which is a whole other beast. Uh, It's a whole other thing to actually produce shows. A lot of people can do comedy, but um, producing shows and hustling the way that Durham did, um, it's a special kind of drive that not everyone has. Not everyone has that work ethic. So it's very, very special. And that's what I'm consistently hearing from everybody who knew him. So he was a huge talent, fairly new comic with a lot of potential ahead of him. And it's just shocking and tragic. And it just doesn't make sense because he wasn't done, you know? Um, And for me personally, I wasn't close with Durham, but 
um, like I always say to people when, when a comedian dies, doing comedy, doing this insane thing bonds you like no other bond. It's a bond that goes beyond like, you know, friendship, family, coworkers. Like it's a whole different kind of bond. Um, and even if you're not close friends with somebody, uh, especially in a scene like Halifax, you do a lot of shows together, you work together, you're kind of all a family. So we did lose a family member and he, like I said, so much potential and he's just, he's done so much for, for Halifax comedy. And I just want to take this time to say that this is painfully familiar for me. I lost my close friend, Andrew, back in March of 2020 during COVID restrictions when you can't properly get together to grieve. And this is kind of a similar time. We are in the Omicron wave and we do have COVID restrictions and gatherings are limited. So it's just, um, it's a painful time right now, made extra painful because of the restrictions. So when this happened, I instantly thought of all of his close friends and family. And I really, my gut just wrenched for them. So to anyone listening to this who is close to Durham, my thoughts are with you. I know what it's like. It's really, really shitty. You're going to miss this person every single day. Um, and it's never going to go away, but it will get better. And I know that that's fucking cheesy and cliche, um, but I've lived it. So I know it's true, um, but I am so sorry. But like I say, I'm sending love to anyone who's close to him. Michaela, the guys, his family. Um I am just thinking of you all. So this is kind of my way of putting that out there. It's really tough for me to transition out of that, but um, I do have an episode this week. I do think that I did take three weeks off. So here we are now. Uh, and I'm hoping that, you know, putting out podcasts and some entertainment will hopefully help those of you who are grieving right now. You know, it might be a nice distraction. It might be a nice comfort. So shifting gears this week's episode, I have two very special guests on the podcast. Jesse and Reese, who are the hosts of the comedy podcast, Canadian Politics is Boring. If you haven't heard this podcast or heard of this podcast, you must be living under a rock. This is a great podcast that has been absolutely killing it. Where essentially, uh, Reese, who is from the UK, teaches Jesse, an apathetic Canadian, about Canadian politics, and hilarity ensues. And I gotta say, guys, even if you're not a politics person, you gotta listen to this podcast because it's absolutely hilarious and these two have an amazing back and forth vibe. This was a long time coming, so I'm so glad we got to do this episode. I got to get to know these two on a whole different level. It went a lot of places. There were a lot of rants. We talked about a lot of different subjects, everything from, you know, health and mental health to conspiracy theories, simulations, ADHD, dyslexia, weird sleep things, self-improvement. I mean, it's just endless. Um, but I had a blast with this episode. Hope you guys will dig it too. So please check out Canadian Politics is Boring wherever you find podcasts. They are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, any podcast app. Make sure to follow them on Instagram as well and on TikTok. They have awesome content that they put out, so give them a follow on social media. And of course, follow Intoxicated on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Intoxicated Podcast. Me personally, I am at Sarah M-A-C-L on Instagram. And be sure to check out full video episodes on the YouTube channel. If you're really digging the podcast, I would love for you to leave me an Apple Podcast rating or review. That really helps the show out. 
I'm stoked to be back and putting out episodes again. Episodes may be a bit different going forward for the next couple of weeks just because of these COVID restrictions and whatnot, but I do hope to pull some things together for you all. And yeah, that's about it, everybody. 2022, here we come. And I hope you all enjoy this week's episode with Jesse and Reese, the hosts of Canadian Politics is Boring. Oh, right. My show really isn't a drinking podcast anymore. Oh, it is when it can, like, it is when it wants to be. Yeah. Intoxicated is short for intoxicated. But if you look it up in Urban Dictionary, yeah. how it's my podcast is spelled, yeah. um, it says when you get lost in conversation and feel drunk. Oh. Also, there are lots of different forms of into- into- intoxication. There are. Yeah. yeah, I can't hear you in the mic at all, Reese. You can't hear me at all. I can see my waveform. <laughs> Reese, Reese just all... goes home and stares at his own waveform. <laughs> we, we are all professionals. Yeah. Every single one of us here today. <laughs> I don't know about that. Jassy sends pictures of his, pictures of his waveform to, to women on social media. They love it. Unsolicited, Unsolicited waveform pics. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everyone. Oh my gosh. Um, this has been, I say this every time with every single guest, but I mean it. Um, it's been a long time coming Yeah. to have you guys on. Uh, and this is a really special episode because I'm with, I'm with other podcasters, baby. And comedians. You're both comedians in your own way, right? Cut, yeah, I guess. I, I wouldn't, I mean, he's dancing like that, so I wouldn't. Say he was a comedian. (laughs) You got to watch the video episode. Uh, I am here with Reese and Jesse of Canadian Politics is Boring. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. And I should say, we are not in Sagral Studios. We are in Podstarter Studios. There's Am I a allowed sad, to plug it? A sad yeah, yeah. Studio. Yeah, that's my my home studio. It's called Sad Girl Studios. That's oh. that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think the clue's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did that name make me feel sad? <laughs> thank you for having us. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah thank it's you. It's a cold, dark, and dreary day outside. And coming to do this podcast with a mocha in my hand and uh, a nice, warm environment to sit in. Uh, brings a little tiny bit of joy to my day. We are all drinking different things. Uh, Jesse, you are drinking, what are you drinking? A mocha. And, Home, homemade coffee and hot chocolate, baby. And uh, Reese, you got a lime bubbly. Lime bubbly. And Red Bull, so we're going to bring it in for cheers. 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 Clink, Listen, clink. Um, <laughs> it is really cold out, but I want to say, you guys inspired me to do a daily show. We don't do it. Oh, I suppose we do Wafakak. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. A daily show I, for, what, what was for it? a period of time, I guess. What was it? The uh, the exhaustion or the um, <laughs> the inability to function on a day to day basis well, inspired you, him. <laughs> well, Reese pitched it like oh, it's it'll gr- help grow your show, and I was like, okay, let's do this. And I do see, like, I do see some growth, but it's just, yeah, you're right. It is exhausting. It is, yeah, yeah. It is a lot. How are you guys finding Wafakak? I'm show? great. Yeah, Jesse's good because he doesn't do any of the writing or the editing. 
So <laughs> you, you just show up and, and be it's funny. my job. It just turns and that's up. it. I have to address the elephant in the room. Um, what's with the, the sunglasses? Yeah, we should address hat. this for the so video. I, I was just on a live stream for 90 minutes, and I was trying to disguise my appearance because... <laughs> Because yeah, just because everyone was, because nobody, nobody really, everyone felt shame for being there. Um, <laughs> I won't go into any more detail on what it was. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Um, and I had a headache, so I was like, I'm going to keep it on because uh, the light was hurt my eyes. And oh, that's like my. I, and I quite like it. I quite like it as a look. I might keep it. They have yeah, um, they have good. things out now that are called like headache helmets. <clears throat> this is like, my. This is mine. You put a helmet on and it gives yeah. you a headache. But they're like the soft cushions <laughs> for your nails head. Nails poke into your head. And, and it like tucks in on like pressure points on your head and it's supposed to help with headaches. No. Oh. So it's kind that's of That's what this thing. is, I guess. Yeah. I headphones pressing in on top so I can't hear myself. <laughs> Sunglasses. And then just my head is being heated up. There's an interesting <laughs> technique that actually works. It's for specific types of headaches, but when that you can feel the pain on the sides, if you feel for a little vein right along your temple and you take your two fingers on either side and you just kind of press in and collapse that oh, vein. Oh, God. It's instant pain relief. Really? Yes. Um, not for all headaches, but for like a very specific type of headache, instant. I've had people be like, wow, oh my God, it works. But the second you remove your fingers, the pain comes back. Or a nail gun up with the nose does it too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does other things as well. <laughs> I just feel like yeah, uh, that could go wrong very quick. Yeah. Yeah, cut, just you, cut off the blood to your brain. You, you push in the wrong. Because didn't someone say growing up? I always thought that if you pr put pressure on your temples, you'd pass out. Uh, I've heard or, that. Or you can move things with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We'll try it. But um, tell the listeners about your podcast. So. Oh God. Um, <sighs> um, you well, can tell how excited we are to talk about it. <laughs> What is Canadian politics? For anyone who's not listening yet, which you should be, check it out. It's great. Um, what is the elevator pitch for Canadian politics is boring? Do you All want right. to do, do it? Or I'll do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Um, so Reese and I have known each other for a few years now, and um, we just got along right away. And we knew that we had similar comedic tastes. And Reese would constantly um, call me. And say, hey, let's do this podcast. Let's do this. He came up with all kinds of different concepts for podcasts. And every single time, I'd be like, yes, let's do that. And it would never come to fruition. And like, we got like like six or seven concepts under my belt, under his belt. And I was like, we're going to go. Let's do them. They sound hilarious. And none of them happened. And then one day, he called me up. He's like, I want to do a comedic, a comedic political podcast about Canadian politics. And I'm like, no, man. Canadian politics is boring. <laughs> And he thought that was hilarious, and he would not. He would not let me not do it. Like I argued with, I literally argued with him for a good half hour on the phone. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. And he's, he wouldn't drop it. He's like, we're doing this, yeah. <laughs> especially with the name drop, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Did, did did that clue in when he said? Yeah, yeah, because like, I like comedy. That most comedy, or like a lot of good comedy, or some comedy even comes from conflict and the yeah. fact he hated it and didn't want to do it was like well that's cool rather people turn it up <laughs> to talk about stuff that they want to talk about force them to learn about things they hate and um, you need the reluctant the reluctant host exactly yeah i'm gonna drag him to, yeah. through canadian politics kicking and screaming 
uh, poking him in the eye. Now and then you'll, the you'll actually give me like just straight up education that's boring. He remembers stuff now. <laughs> I do. I'm I'm upset about this. I didn't. I never wanted to be a hist- like a historian at all. Or I suppose I'm not a historian. You're like, <laughs> it's a bit much. It's a bit tall order. If you do listen to our show, you will be a historian. <laughs> yeah. That's a promise. No, no word of a lie. We had one guy who was in a political science uh, political science class. And he said he learned more from our podcast than he did his own university lectures. It's just, a, <laughs> I think that's more of an indication of the state of education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys see yourself doing a guest lecture at a university someday? If they pay us, we'll do anything. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. a, a live anything. podcast from a. I, I would love to go to like a, a political science school somewhere and do one of our shows oh my god and then and then just like watch 95 percent of the people walk out (laughs) and then just have a really good time with the remaining five percent you walk them like at a comedy show yeah oh my gosh that's funny and so you've been how long has this show been been going almost two years almost two years it will be two years in march and we've just we've done just over 160 episodes there you go. Oh my gosh. So, well, like number one, like what a brand. Like you guys do great branding, marketing, like promotion, everything. And you have a really good fan base too. Like people people freaking love you guys. Right? We've got we've got some super fans. You got some yeah, super fans. And we do. So one thing I love Surprising. about that is like, I Yeah, it's like it's it's we have a very small amount of super fans, but they are super fans. Well, <laughs> you know you have a super fan when they request merch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's happened. a weird one, and and the fan art we get fan art, which is cool. Um, and Be people, amazing. especially Wafakak, the Winter Festival, uh, Winter Festival of Underlined Celebration Advent Calendar. There you go. You people it every people time. get really oh into. How did you come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I fell <laughs> was it just o- said, and then I, you thought of the abbreviation? I fell over and I banged my head. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, he was standing think, on a toilet trying to fix a clock in his bathroom, <laughs> and he slipped and hit his head. And uh, and he came. That's how he came up with the concept for the flux capacitor, which is what then, makes Wafakak possible. But then I couldn't find any uranium, so we did Wafakak instead. <laughs> um, but it was, start, it was supposed to be making fun. Of, you know, people say war on Christmas. Yes, that there is a war on Christmas, There's, and there isn't. It was supposed to be making fun by creating a fake. Um, uh, kind of alternative to Christmas, just to make those people angry, and then it became right. something else where we created this whole every day as his own mythology, and is it the day of this and the day of that, and it's kind of spiraled out of control. And after the first year, I didn't want to do it again, but everyone kept asking about. Are we I told do you it? as soon as it ended, I knew, I knew, I didn't want like, to do this it. is going to become an annual thing because people are going to be asking about it. But if we didn't do it, there would have been like the outrage. The, the really <laughs> the people who were really into it would have been so outraged. I think they would have just stopped listening. So we kind of we. We've been peer pressured into doing 25 daily shows. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I just sigh because I feel it. Like it's, I didn't think it would be as bad. Like bulk recording. Like I record essentially twice a week for mine, like in bulk. So I do like three or four yeah. per, yeah. like per week or whatever. Um, and uh, it's exhausting. Like you, you don't realize, you're like, it's easy. We'll bulk record them and then just release them. And then it's like, you have to come up with stuff to talk about every time. And it's just like, it made me realize how boring I am. Oh, gee, you're not boring. God. It's not. Is the is the is the overwhelming constant demand for new content yeah. 
It's not that you're boring. It's how hungry the audience is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Just like what? Like what are we gonna do next? Like like I'm just like mm, a Mary Fuck Kill episode, or like <laughs> we'll we'll do a conspiracy episode. Like it's just like we're just pulling from everywhere. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you guys? Like I just learned this today. Just totally. I don't even know why this popped into my head. Um, uh, fucking Elon Elon Musk is now the richest man in the world by yeah. a huge, huge, huge. Like before, it was fucking Jeff Bezos by like a, he was making like 196 billion dollars was his net worth, and now Elon Musk is close to 300 billion just overnight, just somehow. I don't even know how it happened. Just like is that shocking? A little bit, yeah. Three hundred yeah. billion dollars is an insane, insane. You have no idea, yeah, but how much money that actually. No one near as much as Scrooge McDuck eating swim in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but most of it's like inflated. It's is the value of his companies. Uh, it's okay. not that like you think about Amazon touches most people's lives mm. if if you choose to buy Amazon. Whereas like Tesla and Fucking SpaceX, Amazon. oh my god, they're just incredibly highly valued so if the stock market crashed he'd lose right i think he, I I, he that's my understanding i could be talking shit but <laughs> i don't know i kind of <laughs> like, like elon musk just because if if there was ever going to be um a, a, like a real world example of iron man he, yeah he true. would no but that's what he wants you to think <laughs> Joe, I, gotta, I gotta come back to this for my unpopular opinion all right. oh, there we go yes save it all right save it right. um so I want to get to know you guys a bit better. Mm. So I know you guys as the hosts, but I, you know, don't know too much about well, you more so. But yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Um, we're gonna start with the assumption segment. All right. And, and I've been famously I'm, bad I'm, at this segment. Oh, okay. Throughout the show, like people say that my assumptions are really lame. So, well, I'm kind of hoping they're spicy. I'm looking forward to your assumption about Jesse. Yeah, I'm hoping these are like salacious at least. Not really. Okay. So, I'll I'll start. So, I think, and this is just, this might just be be fact. I don't know. (laughs) But I'm going to assume that you are someone who sleeps until at least noon. uh, It depends, honestly. Um, Sometimes he stays up all night. So, like, I'm naturally a night owl, which actually has a scientific name called, um, I have delayed, delayed sleep phase syndrome. Oh, yes, is, I know that. You do know that. So, like, it's it's the uh, normally in a normal person, melatonin's released uh, sometime in the evening, depending on, like, how much sun you got and what time of year it is, et cetera, et cetera, which gives you the sensation of feeling tired. And then you go to bed and sleep for however many hours. That normally is not released into my system until, like, three or four in the morning. So I'm wide awake. And so, yes, I, I'm just lift, left to my own devices. I'll be wide awake until four o'clock in the morning, and I will sleep until noon. But I fight it. I, I take melatonin, oh. and I, like, slowly re- bring my sleep schedule back so that I can be up at a normal hour and function. So I got up at 6.30 in the morning today. Which oh. is, it was, so, I did not get good sleep, and I was cranky all day, but, like, I got up. <laughs> that's good. Okay, so I was kind of right. <clears throat> kind of right. That was a good assumption. It was a good assumption. But then yeah. for you, and this is probably just because you have kids, I assume that you're a morning person. Oh, Fuck yeah. those kids. Yeah, no, yeah. he's up you... at 2 p.m. every day. The kids are <laughs> scrambling. Daddy, daddy, feed us, Make please. your own lunch for school. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's not getting out of bed for you or anybody. But, like, before kids, were you a morning person? Yeah. I. Yeah, still? Even, like, I think when I was a teenager, I would, like, probably be a late person. But I don't know why. Like, I, even when I was, like, in my early 20s, I would be, I would be maybe at my desk by 7.30. 
Um, right. But no, you know, but I, I, I don't know why. I just, I, and I, I used to only need about five or six hours sleep. And when, <sighs> when I was working like on TV projects, sometimes I would go, one Shit, there's a really big deadline. So I, I need to work through the night and I could skip a whole night's sleep and be fine as long as I got a good night's sleep the following night. There's only one thing that I can think of right now and it's just I can't get it out of my head. And that's <laughs> that, that hat must be so hot, but he's committing. He's committing to the I'm bit. sticking with Are it. Your yeah. tears? <laughs> a test Are your ears sweating yet? Are he's suffering and he's like, I've got I've to commit to this. Most people, <laughs> most people um, you know, lose body heat through their head. I don't know. It all goes out of my feet. So. <laughs> I hate hot feet. That's why people call you hot foot. That's why they okay. smell. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called them hot foot. Hot foot Nobody, sweaty toes. Hot, hot foot. foot. <laughs> Smelly bastard. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, as I'm getting older, though, I'm losing that ability. As I what time do you pass out at night? I some people call that this drives my this drives my wife crazy. <laughs> right now, if I lay down on the Among floor and close things. my eyes, I would yeah. just go to sleep. That's insane. I've got the ability to go to sleep pretty much anywhere, anytime. I will so what, whatever, just, whatever time I choose, pretty much. I is that just because like that's unhealthy? You're you're, you're just exa- exhausted all the time. <laughs> yeah, is that that's not doesn't sound healthy. Uh, no, my dad does the same. He, my dad's really busy. <laughs> doesn't make it better. No, <laughs> but like if my dad sits still, he'll fall asleep. So he has to do stuff to not fall asleep. It's so funny. It actually does sound bad now when I say it out loud. Because I'm um, on I'm on new meds, and one of the side effects is insomnia. Oh shit! And I and I read up about it being like, and it was just like it was a widely common side effect. That's and I'm like, it's so funny to me. Because I'm kind of the same. Like, my issue is that I don't go to bed. Hmm. Once I'm in bed and I close the eyes, I'm out. The eyes or your eyes? <laughs> Do you, the like, reach of, out? And the like eyes pick, of the other like, Sarah. Like, purposely closing your own eyes. <laughs> I'm closing the eyes. Now it is time for the sleep. <laughs> but you squeeze like, it. Just lie down and scream at your body. <laughs> sleep! It's the other me. I just... Ah. <laughs> The clone's time to come out. I just plug her into the wall at the end of the night. I, I really want to try biphasic sleep. I want to try it sometime. What's that? Yeah, so you need to explain what that is. It's like you drop that in, like to sound smart, because you knew we wouldn't know what it is. Yeah, but carry on. Yeah, do explain. Speaking of assumptions, Tell us more about well. that. Yeah. I was going to explain it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to try geometric sleep. <laughs> I just want you guys to think I'm smart. What is this? Smart and pretty. So um, there's a theory reading through like pretty much as uh, the older journals and diaries and books and pretty much anything they can get their hands on from many, many hundreds of years ago. Um, historians and anthropologists kind of have a theory that we did not sleep eight hours a night <clears throat> mm. because the sun is not down for eight hours a night and there was no electricity. There was candles, but like, I mean, like candle, you, you have to be really rich to have a lot of candles to have like really well lit area or like hang up by the fire. So like it was dark for a lot longer than eight hours, right? Right. So what they found through, again, through through studying readings, um, writings, not readings, <laughs> right? Carvings. Um, is that people would, people would go to bed, sleep for about four hours and then they, like in the middle of the night, they'd wake up. And they'd just putter around for like two to three hours, and then they'd go to bed again for another four hours. So like like two w- sleeps. Yeah, two sleeps. So they'd wake up at like two or three in the morning, maybe one in the morning, somewhere around that. And then they'd like pray, or they'd write, or they'd go and visit a neighbor because chances are they were also awake, and they just what sit the and have tea. And right? what? What? Uh, so this would be like four a.m. 
Oh, oh no, I, maybe even earlier. Earlier, yeah, yeah. And then was just it like the industrial like revolution hours? that forced people? To I think it was just honestly. exhaustion from doing twelve hours. Yeah. Yeah, I'm six years old. I was just in twelve hours in a factory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep through. Otherwise, I'll be grumpy yeah, tomorrow, yeah. right? Because there's this, I, I read this thing once that the, the, like peasants in France in the Middle Ages used to hibernate like bears. Where they would like stockpile food and then just try and sleep and not use much energy. I don't know if it's true, but I, don't, I like that idea. Never heard I'm going to try before. hibernating one year. All right. You I look like I'm getting ready face. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. What's right. it called again? Biphasic sleep. Biphasic. Geometric sleep. Geometric sleep. <laughs> that's that's recent, how he sleeps, yeah. I feel like I, that wouldn't, like waking up in the middle of the night when it's dark, like, and then well, trying to be awake. Have, have you ever woken up in the middle of your sleep and couldn't get back to sleep? Not recently. Yeah. But, but yes. Yes. I, so happened. that's what scientists assume is happening, is your body's mm. like, it's time for a little break from sleep. And then a couple hours later, your body's ready for another go at it. You should try having three kids and a puppy. Because <laughs> no fucking It would be quadmetric sleep. Because you literally just get an hour and a half, somebody wakes up. Hour and a half, somebody wakes up. Hour and a half, somebody wakes up. Oh my God. Nope. Does the puppy bark at you? Is that how she wakes she up? She barks at the door, which oh. basically in dog speak means I need a shit. And, <laughs> and Reese's puppy's bark has bite. Yeah, it just makes you jump. <laughs> it is like a sharp. And every time she barks, because when she comes to the office, I... Uh, like, I'll just be chilling on my computer. And then when she barks, it scares me every time. <laughs> Everyone's like. Because it's so loud. It's really funny. And she's such this little cutie that you don't she's expect it from. She's adorable. She's no. the cutest puppy ever. I haven't heard her bark yet. She does. It's sharp. I want another assumption. Okay. My other assumption is <laughs> you, you are okay. an extrovert and you're an introvert. Just, I've heard different descriptions of what these mean today. So can you describe what? Extroverts get their energy mm. from being around other people. Introverts recharge from being alone. I don't, yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes I can be quite extroverted. I think I'm quite selective. I think I flip back and forth. I do too. You'd so be a I, mix. I get yeah. my energy from being alone. I very, very much value my alone time so that I can go out and be around right. groups of people and, and socialize and stuff like that. So my, I expend my energy with other people, but I get that energy back by going home and being by myself for a very long period of time. See, hmm. I, I kind of, I kind of do like being around people. Um, one of the things my wife always says is that I will literally talk to anyone and just start. Making a friendship with random people. Yeah. Like, we're in an Bob elevator together. <laughs> like, we're in let's an elevator friends. together. You're my new friend. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> which is why Nova Scotia is a great place to live, because people are, in the UK, people look at you like you're about to uh, mug them if you talk to them. Well, I always, I like to use the birthday example. Like, what would you do on your birthday, your ideal birthday? Is it like, I want to have a lot of friends around me and have a party? Or is it like, I want to go away and like, no, I, I want to hang out with friends, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to hang out. Yeah. Like, me and, okay. me and my family will just like oh, play mini golf, cool. maybe. I don't know. Mini golf. <laughs> that's your ideal birthday? Yeah. <laughs> mini Jesse, golf. Jesse's face. Mini golf on a Montana's. <laughs> so that's why I like to party. Jesse, what's your ideal birthday? Oh, my God. Well, for my 40th birthday, I had a, a, a real man party. A real man party. So Sounds like an orgy. So, well, yeah, right? So um, my my nephew Jackson, years ago, my ne- no, hold on. I like the sound effects. My, my nephew Jackson, years ago, I asked him, how old are you, Jackson? And he's like, I'm seven. And 
I'm like, how old am I? And he's like, you're 39. And next month you turn 40. And that's when you turn into a real man. <laughs> Straight from my nephew. I kind of think that's a good, that's true though, because I think men mature so slowly. It's true. Oh yeah. But just you to kind think of, that this, you do this grow kid up. like thoroughly believed that that's when you turn into a real man. He's very 40. wise. Like I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him to say that. He just said this at seven years old. You, when you hit 40, you turn into a real man. So I, I laughed. I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever been told. And I told my friends and they're like, we're throwing you a real man party. So like, uh, it, it was supposed to start like nine in the morning with me fighting an MMA fighter in a ring. Um, yeah, he had a he had a big list of all. Sounds really stuff. elaborate. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. But like, fortunately, fortunate. Thank God uh, that the guy had other had to cancel, and so I, I didn't do that. So we immediately went to the gun. Do you have range. any MMA experience? No, or was that the, f- the funniness of it? Well, that was the funny. Well, I'm, I have martial arts training, but oh, okay. I don't I don't have MMA experience. No, Capoeira. Uh, I have Capoeira, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Which dance, is like dance fight. It's dance fighting. Yes, it's dance fighting. Thank you, Reese, for bringing that up. That's that's how you do it. <laughs> but uh, we went and shot guns at a gun range. That was fun. I've never done that before. Never fired a gun. And then we went and threw axes, and then played pool and darts and poker and drank scotch. And it was just your lord. That was great. That's a lot of it was amazing testosterone. Oh, yeah, it activities. Was wonderful. My <laughs> lord. <clears throat> Um, okay, and I think give us give us the dirty assumption about no, both of us. Come on, I can't. He's do your that. boss. I know, but I, like he doesn't care. What's a dirty assumption? <laughs> yeah, Jesse, stop. What are you trying, what are you trying to I do? I assume <laughs> some good dirty assumption. <laughs> well, recently- Jesse doesn't wipe. <laughs> That's my assumption. I, see, there he we just go. Lets it I sit and walks to, around. I need you to do it. Is that true or not true, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, no, I use a. I carry around a little plastic hose with me, and I do a personal bidet instead of wiping. So I just a hose. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a tushy? Hmm. Have you ever heard the tushies? I have. Yeah, they're too expensive for me. I just use a dirty plastic hose. It's fine. <laughs> or a pressure washer. Yeah. <laughs> this is how uh, super soaker. This is how yeah. Omicorn. Is it? I keep wanting to say Omicorn. But I know it's Omicorn. Oh, I'm calling it Omicorn from now on. Is it Omicorn? No, Omicorn. It's, uh, it's Oma- o- Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. I was calling I like it Transformers. See, I was calling it Omnicron. Omicron. <laughs> That's how I first was. <laughs> from the seventh yeah. nebula. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Decepticon. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, Reese is a married man. You're a single man. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on how to get Jesse a partner? I don't think I, I think that's a bad idea. I don't think he's designed. <laughs> Do you, have you ever wing wing manned him? He no, it's a bad idea. Have you tried? Be, um, unless he wants, unless he wants somebody with like surrounded by kids with a puppy on a lead, and to this, use that. This is my thing. Like thirties and forties is tricky because like people stop setting you up. Like your friends stop setting you up. Nobody's ever set me up. I don't, I don't think. No. I, I think. I, I don't think I would do that to somebody to set him up with Jesse. <laughs> I just. Think, I'm I, very. Curious I imagine who you'd set me up with. I. Uh, I don't know. I imagine Jesse. You quite like. You, you quite like your life. I think you quite enjoy being single. Ooh. And I don't think that you feel. No, I'd That's like a good to, assumption. I'd like, though. I'd like to. I'd like to eventually find someone. Of course, I don't want to be single my whole life. Yeah. I do enjoy. I I do enjoy not having the cookie cutter. Like, you know, house with fifteen children, three dogs, and half. <laughs> you don't have to have fifteen. Fifteen is a lot. That's yeah, fifteen is a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah. My but gosh. Like, but yeah, no. I, I mean, like, uh, how do I put it? Um, 
I like the idea of partnering up with someone who I am really compatible with to grow a life together. But uh, I've known people, several people throughout my life who need to be with someone. Right, right, right. <clears throat> they and need that's not it. You. That's not me. No. Um, and they and because they need to be with someone, that need trumps them having any good qualities <laughs> or right? like, like yeah. passions like yeah. yeah 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 right so like honestly like, i'm willing to wait reese has it good because you have love yeah. um but you <laughs> we assume but you we don't also know. you also like you have all these passions and you're you you know you're you're working in your passion fields. Yeah, yeah. So you you have the best of both worlds. Well, I was lucky because the person you're describing I met when I was 17 years old. It's amazing. We got engaged when we were 19. We <gasps> bought a house. We traveled and we bought. Oh, you're 17? one of those. You're one of those yeah. lucky fuckers. Then we bought a house together when we were like 25. We had Dear our first Lord. kid when we were 27. One of those people. My God. And, and like and yeah, no, I'm like yeah. <laughs> I've met them. I, I've met I, f- few people like, like this. So like, I gotta go and I gotta go and set up a podcast company. It's crazy. Um, and then my wife was like, yeah, you could do it. And like, we could support each other. I've stopped counting yeah. the amount of horseshoes up Reese's ass. <laughs> <I've>, like, <laughs> but like, yeah, but jealous. honestly, like, you, but I've, we've been together, like I'm, th- we've been together like 20 years and I'm only That's 37, wild. but I, what, neither of us could imagine a scenario where we don't have that relationship, I guess. Mm. So yeah it's really, sometimes sometimes things work out and I, i'm not saying it's the norm and i'm not successful. saying that's for everyone it's just and it, you met in the you met in real life not on yeah 17. yeah we were set up by friends really yeah and in, in like high school it would have been uh so they kick you out of school when you're 16 in the uk and then like they literally kick, they kick literally you kick you out, you out. Yeah, they <laughs> like throw off. you out of the school we've done oh, all no, we no, can no, with no, you <laughs> go clean Get some windows here. or something so um they they kick you out and then you can go to like a thing called like sixth form college that bridges you up till you go to university when you're like 18 and we met there. Uh, so what is it so it's like a transition school between yeah it's like it's like college. kind of a two years of school it's very cool why don't we have that here do they teach you like money skills no because I feel nobody like, teaches you actual things you need to know as an adult. I know. I feel like that's something that was wildly missed. Like yeah. here's a, here's what a credit card is and how to use it, or a mortgage right? instead of mortgage or rent. Oh, I, or, like I went through. I went through. Yeah. Um, I I just learned about like I spent a good month this past year because I've been a poor artist most of my life. I just didn't do my taxes, which is not something I should be admitting. Somehow publicly. that should have been an assumption of mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. And eventually, like all my taxes were done. And followed, and I'm like, oh, God, I should really learn how to do my own taxes. And I spent like a month just teaching myself. I'm like, oh wow, this is complicated as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I know now, and like I know about credit, and Ugh. like no, but like I understand how credit works. In, in like the assumptions we have about credit are totally wrong. Like it's it's Ooh. yeah, it's really neat. Like if you want to build your credit score, the shit that I learned was like what? Oh my god! Like that you have to actually use credit to, like if you don't. If you have a credit card and don't use it, that's bad. Yeah. So can I give you an example? Yes, please this do. Is, I mean, totally wildly off topic, but like if you want so to- I love this financial podcast. No. <laughs> hey, 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 broke comedians listening. Listen. So if you Listen want to, to build credit, it's, it's every month, if you pay a debt to a creditor, it's that simple equation. Pay a debt to a creditor, okay? Your credit score goes up. Okay? Make regular payments. <clears throat> So if you have a bunch of monthly payments, Netflix, Disney Plus, Google Drive, whatever, right? And you put them all onto, all, you put those three onto one credit card, okay? By the end of the month, you're paying one debt to one creditor. But if you get three separate credit cards and you put Netflix on one, Disney Plus on the other, Google Drive on the third, 
By the end of the month, you are paying off three debts to three separate creditors, which means that your credit score will go up three times uh, the, as the power, to the power of three, as opposed to if you put everything on a one credit card. Oh, okay. It's just one. It doesn't matter if you have $1,000 of debt every single month from 1,000 different things, and you're paying it off from one credit card, that's one bump every month, one single bump. But if you stretch it out over 20 fucking credit cards, you're getting 20 bumps on your credit score every single month. It sounds like a lot of admin. <laughs> I mean, like, no, I've, I got two credit. I got two credit cards, and I set it up so that it automatically, um, like, say, like Netflix, or as an example, it automatically charges to this credit card, and then I have a, my bank just automatically pay whatever my Netflix thing is every month. So I don't even think about it. I just put it in a fucking drawer. I don't use it, right? But every single month, it's being charged and then paid off automatically. Ah. I don't even. I don't touch it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> just, it just, that, just evens out. Evens out. <laughs> and now you've got insane bam. credit. Well, over years, yeah, it'll be like I'm going to get more credit cards and keep, just keep doing this. And so that's... what Jesse's saying is, apply for every single credit card. Yeah, <laughs> because what's the harm in applying, yeah. right? You can never apply and see what happens. The last thing is, you got to keep yeah. your you got to keep your limit as low as possible because oh, yeah. if it's a high I've limit, even that. if you're not no no, even if you're not using it. Other people who like the whole the only reason you're going you want high credit is to get a car or to get a house or to get a business loan. That's it. That's yes, it, exactly. Right. Yes. And those people will see like even if you have like only fifty dollars in like credit, but you have a credit limit of five hundred thousand dollars. They could be like, you could get drunk and go to fucking Vegas tomorrow and suddenly be in debt for half a million dollars. I don't want to give you a car because that's a risk. Ah. Right. But if you're. Yeah, so like you want to keep all your limits as low as possible. Anyway, there's your financial. That was that was tax time with Jesse. He'll be back next week a, with more advice. A new a new segment on intoxicate tax time. Tax time. You bring a new tax tip every time. But tell me, tell me like that's shit that people should know, right? Yeah, like, no, it really, I didn't really know. is. I truly, don't want you to know. I truly abuse credit cards so much; it's really bad. I honestly believe though that it's. It's purposeful that you don't really understand it because I, it's I, a messed up thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people make a lot. Have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If 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 they said, oh, in schools now we're gonna, if politicians said in schools we're gonna do this whole thing so people know how to not end up owing lots of money, you'd have a bunch of lobbyists from the banks. Going, oh what are you God, what yeah. are you playing at? If you yeah. te- to educate everyone to use their money and and everything in this way, then we're gonna we're gonna our profits are gonna drop. Do you really want to do that to us? We'll stop donating to your campaign. Yeah, I, I think is ignorance is useful. Personally, yeah. I sound like a real conspiracy plus. theorist. No, I, 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 I think I think a lot of conspiracy theorists are based around gut emotions that have kind of manipulated the system into what it is. I don't think it's a bunch of men in hooded robes going. <laughs> well, those lobbyists are definitely aliens. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That reminds me. Do you guys have a favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, uh, yes. Out of all of them, because there's a lot. I, I do. Have, I, I have one that I, I like. If I were to ever like be on the fence about, oh, like one that you're like, it could like be I'm true? like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, Oof. I believe it, but like, I know I believe like what everyone you know truly believes. But as far as the conspiracy theories, like, um, that we landed on the moon, that we faked it. It was a, it was a, like I believe we landed on the moon. I believe that, right? I, I know we did. I know my heart, hearts. But if I had someone sit me down and give me the conspiracy theory, I might be like, oh, maybe. Maybe like because like yeah. honestly, it's not it's not that no it's far not it's fetched. not that far it's actually it's, not it, yeah. you know like back yeah. then it was there was like around the Cold War right and there was the race with Russia and like what is cheaper 
figuring out how to go to the fucking moon or building a fucking studio. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's studio. Yeah. A studio. Like, again, I, <clears throat> I believe we went to the moon. I do believe that. There is there Eventually, is a ton of but <laughs> there, there is a ton of proof. There's like a, they left, right, right, yeah, exactly. they left a reflector yeah, yeah. that you can actually shine a laser beam at and it bounces back. Oh, wow. If you know oh, the that's fucking cool. OK, so like there's this. Like I said, and, and you can I see the, and I you can see this it. stuff if you've got a good telescope because they left a load of shit on the moon, like golf That's clubs pretty and stuff. Nice. That's really cool. Um, Do you have a favorite one, Reese? Yes. So I once interviewed. You know, you know the men who stare at goats. The yes. film that was amazing. Film what? with um, George Clooney. George Clooney's in it. I yeah. know. I've never seen that. So you've it was about a secret oh, CIA shit. program that was true. It's true. But I actually got to interview someone who was in that program. What? And what? they trained as a remote viewer. So they remote viewing is where you sit in a room and they give you some coordinates and they. And you have to sit there and think about those coordinates and then you draw a picture and the idea is it's like a psychic you can psychically um draw like almost like satellite photos or objects or things that are there and this man was on that program um and even though it was the only reason the caa did it is because they heard that the kgb could do it even though that was misinformation from the kgb <laughs> kgb to trick the cia but this guy he still 100 percent believed he could do remote viewing and he, he that you interviewed, and yeah, we interviewed oh, him for wow. a show. And he was like, "I can see pyramids on the moon. There's temples. There's hieroglyphics. There's all this stuff on on the moon and on Mars. There's all this stuff on Mars too." And he even went as far to say that the CIA were trying to get him to learn how to telepathically um, communicate with dolphins, because then the next stage would be to telepathically communicate with aliens, because dolphins are aliens or whatever. <laughs> Uh, it I, makes so much sense, but I love it just because I got to meet someone who actually was in a CIA. <laughs> That's so wild. It was just fascinating. I, I but, really believe that. I truly do believe that there is not very, very much holding us back from insanity. No, I, I, I don't. I don't just so you know, like, I don't no, believe any of that. No, no. But I just but like. I, but he did. Is my yeah, point. yeah. No, he but was. Like, but it was, his, it was his life's work. He'd written books. He does tours. He speaks publicly. I mean, about confirmation it. bias is fucking powerful. Mm. If you believe something, you will find oh, yeah. proof. Yeah, proof. You'll, you'll find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll you know, see what you want to see. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of fucking. It's well, crazy. And it's the, like the time Tim Horton in the Tim Hortons in Cape Breton where Jesus appeared on the. Oh yeah. If you want to see it, <laughs> yeah. If you want to see it, it's yeah, going to be right? there until somebody there. cleaned the bulb on the light. <laughs> <laughs> Satan cleaned the bulb. Who cleaned off the Jesus smudge? <laughs> My favorite conspiracy also involves the moon. This is not one that I believe, hmm. but I want to be true. Okay. That the moon is a spaceship watching us. <laughs> Do you know but you know what, though? It's interesting that the solar eclipse, the moon is the exact same size to block the sun out. That's weird. That is weird. That is a little weird. That's crazy. Oh, but, it, but, yeah. That's, Oof. that is, uh, yeah, yeah. Almost like perfectly. Do you guys believe we are in a simulation? I uh, want to. Well, we are, you know, in, even in our own minds. So what we see isn't what is actually happening. It's what our eye, the senses in our eyes are telling okay, our brain exists. Sure. So we already do live in a simulation. I, I've never really, all right. But, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but if not like, I don't know. Like I, a computer simulation. I like the, you know, because people talk about afterlife and heaven and hell yeah. and everything. I like the idea that kind of when you do die, you kind of, you maybe you do wake up and they go, oh, that was good. You've got a good score. <laughs> Please, oh. please sanitize like your hands. Like based on and, how you live yeah, your life. Please sanitize your headset for the next person. What? You know, it, it would be like uh, that. Would, that would be cool, but That'd it's terrifying. Also, terrifying. simultaneously terrifying. I heard a really interesting th uh, thought experiment on. I guess it's not really a thought experiment, but just like um, a thing on 
living within c computer simulations, being a civilization that is smart enough to be able to build a computer simulation that a consciousness can live inside, like the Matrix, like the Matrix, yeah. right? Like as if we are programs inside of a computer simulation right now, and we are consciousness within that simulation, right? Like Who's controlling it? I don't know. Another civilization. Windows right? 95. Like if, if we, yeah, right? Like if we. <laughs> Some people are on Windows 95, others are like I, iOS. If we created a computer that was powerful enough to create inside of it a simulation as realistic as this world itself and put in consciousness inside of that world to live in that simulation, it would be like we are living in it right now. So us, the whole, are we living in a computer simulation that another world has built for us? Okay. Mm. So the, the, and, and, and the, the, the ongoing theory, the top theory is no. And the reason, the reason is really quite fascinating. It's a stack theory. Okay. So assuming that uh, once, like if a civilization is capable of building um, a simulation that is as realistic as this world is around us, mm -hmm. okay, and capable of creating consciousness within it, okay, then theoretically that simulation that they create will be smart enough and pro to be able to program its own simulation. In so, so, simulation within simulation a, within a simulation yeah. and so forth and so on. And that simulation will be able to create a simulation and that simulation will be able to cre create a simulation. So, okay, so if we... Okay, we're, let's say there's, I don't know, 500 simulations within themselves, mm -hmm. okay, within this stack, okay? We as a civilization have not done that yet. We have not created a computer that is smart enough and, and capable of creating a simulation with consciousness that is able to live inside that simulation and doesn't know any better. We have not done that yet, right? Sea monkeys. <laughs> so, hold on. <laughs> that means that we are either at the top of the stack. We haven't made any simulation yet, and so or not, at the bottom. Or at the very bottom. Where were the last? Where were the last? And or we the middle? To make what one. proof? Or well, the middle, and we just don't know? Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, here's my thing. People who believe this, people who believe that we are in a simulation, what proof do they have? There's or no, what, there's what, no proof. What, like, what it's makes, all theory. It's theory. What makes them think that? Just the idea if of it? If you press YY, you get invincible. There's a there's a guy in Silicon Valley, I forget his name, but he is one of the top programmers for creating simulations in Silicon Valley. And he was interviewed um, and asked, do you believe we're living in a simulation? And he's like, I can't prove it, but there's definitely something happening. Like it's so, you know. Of course he's going to say that, though. Oh he wants more funding. It is more. <laughs> So the grant application, he's not going to be, I know that none of this is true, but I'm going to do it anyway. He's going to be like, there are mis mysteries. My God. Yeah. Uh, That's a crazy thing to think about. But I mean, like, my brain. but if the stack theory is true, statistically speaking, we're not in one. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Or you don't, you don't sound this smart on our show. <laughs> Can we talk about fucking boring politics? <laughs> Me, you and I, Jesse, you and my, I. My brain hurts from the science. You and I have talked about sleep before. Mm. And like the idea of like lucid dreaming and how you can eventually like control your dreams. I've never done it. I want to. And I heard that a way you can get to do it is if you do like reality checks all the time throughout the day. Yep. I've heard so this. So like <clears throat> this is my hand. This is my hand here. Mm -hmm. And then but if you're in a dream and you touch your hand, your hand will go through your hand. 
And uh, so if you do reality checks throughout the day, you learn to start doing them in your dreams. And then you'd realize you're dreaming and then be able to control your dreams. That's crazy. And apparently it works. So we have to just... Every, just have to do to it every day. set an alarm on our phone to check our hands. That's my hand. That's my hand. <laughs> well, Jesse, Sorry, dude. please continue the interview. Just like, yeah. Don't worry about me. I'm just trying to control my own dreams. <laughs> you like punch someone in the face. This is what I do when I first. Don't meet. worry. Don't yeah. call the police. Start um, punching people. But, be like, this is just my reality check. But I like those dreams where you wake up and you realize it was all a dream because it feels like a really good plot twist. Yeah. And you've just woken up in a in a film and you've gone ah and then it's like it was all a dream credit roll. <laughs> And then shower and credits. Work. Really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're fired up, so I think it's time to get to another segment. All right. Um, this, I, I think that people bond over the things that we hate, not what we love. I think they bond over both, but hate is hate is funner. Hate is funner. Yeah. So, do you guys have any rants for me? I mean. Just gave you three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, this whole podcast is a rant. But is there anything that's like bugging you right now? That's annoying you, or something America. like something that generally America. annoys you? <laughs> Just the whole country in general. Yeah, they America. should not exist. They're on their last legs. I don't. They're on, they're fucking. Ugh, the more I read about the states, the oh my god, it's just. It's a, it's just a, it's just a giant fucking toddler, man. Okay, it's someone once described the states as, because it's the United States, right? It's a you whole bunch a of very easy tug. It's so, but it's, I mean, it's. I, I'll think of something more complicated. Yeah, but they, someone. I was thinking like <laughs> stuff people do at the grocery store. Yeah, this is really. <laughs> no, I'm someone, someone once described the states uh, because it's a whole bunch. It's fifty-one states as like a whole bunch of little countries in a mm. trench coat trying to come across as a big country. And but people country. say that about Canada. They say is four oil companies in a trench coat. Oh, that's funny. With healthcare. <laughs> anyway, I'll think of something else. Reese. Reese, you have a rant. Uh, this, yeah. This, anything bugging I, you? Uh, so I'm, I've lived in Canada three and a half years Ooh, and people I'd constantly talk enough. about how Canada is, oh, it's Canada's, oh, this country's fallen apart and blah, 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 and oh, what's going on? And, you know, Justin Trudeau's ruining the country and, and, and like, and <laughs> even if the other person wins, they'll ruin the country too. But actually like Canada keeps winning the best place to live. It keeps in the, all the international rankings. It does incredibly well. And, uh, People who say that have never lived anywhere else. Yeah, and they and I would say that right. what really I something I get really frustrated about is like people are going, oh yeah, this country used to be amazing. I'm like no, visit a place that's shit and then and come you'll back appreciate and come back. what's here. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, I, I just think that people are like, oh, what do you hate? All the wide open space, or the fact that you can just <laughs> pick up sticks. Free healthcare. You can drive thousands of miles and get a new job in a completely different city, and uh, and like I don't know. I just think yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there are way. Uh, I think people really should take stock when they look at the rest of the world because you go, I, and I'm not saying Canada's perfect, but certainly... Um, What's wrong with it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now let's get into no, it. What's wrong with Canada? It's, it's probably, it's, you know, this, everyone's got his problems, but it drives me crazy when people are like, oh, it used to be so good here. I'm like, I just arrived. I think it's good. Just... Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. That's, that's just cranky fuckers, man. But you're right. They probably haven't gone anywhere else. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think as well, like, people are... There's a very small vocal minority. Like we put out a, uh, uh, a video recently of uh, Stephen Harper and his, <laughs> and his cover band. Oh yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. and um, and 
and the, it was people then you had a bunch most of the comments of people saying how much they missed him um and how much on they, our social media yeah it what? was just publicly it was reels so it was getting recirculated and oh, everything. okay and then so everyone was going on about it and then people were arguing back but it's really fun it's funny how people are so you find that people who do have that opinion are just really loud and most people <coughs> quite appreciate stuff here um, most people are like in the middle. Yeah, like, yeah. Most people, most like, people yeah, just get on with their lives. Too bad, but yeah, it's not perfect. But it's not it's too just, bad. It's just so loud. Yeah, loud yeah. and uneducated and emotional, and it's and it's that's the majority. It's the name of my that's, first album. I was, I was right. just say, you, you just described me. <laughs> loud, uneducated. Uh, I really, I don't know. My rants are like. I've been on anti-work on Reddit a lot. It's Ooh. a fascinating subreddit. What's yeah. anti-work? Uh, it's a subreddit on Reddit, um, and it has to, it's reflecting the current uh, great resignation that's happening in mainly in North America, which, if you're not familiar with, is uh, people are leaving. Oh my God, leaving their jobs by the. I millions. thought you were asking if I was familiar with North right. America. <laughs> is that above South America? <laughs> but I'm, I'm really, I'm really quite. Um, uh, and I've been thinking about this a lot. It's just it's nothing I can do about it. It's just the world that I currently live in. But I, capitalism, um, as its current in its current form, in its current form, and I need to stress that in its current form is destroying fucking everything. Mm. I mean everything. Um, it it's it's a good concept in in like in nature. It's a good concept, but uh, you know the fact that like. Um, competition kind of spurs growth, and that growth needs to focus on the uh, the customer's needs. And and so the more competition there is focusing on the customer's needs, then the better theoretically this world can be. That's in theory. But in practice, oh my God, we have fucked this up so hard because, you know, as it grew, the customer's needs were, were not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal was money, mm -hmm. which is... An addiction like every mm. other fucking addiction. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Jeff Bezos, $200 billion. When will that be enough, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Like, when when is you, when have you be like, you know, oh, I've made it finally, I'm happy. Like, yeah, but it's, an think, it's literally a fucking addiction. Okay? It was like, enough when he got to write a penis to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> He's just like, I'm done now. It's, I can die happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fact that... <laughs> Every corporation, every company out there, almost every, I don't want to speak for mom and pop shops, but like the ones that are destroying the planet, it's not about bettering the planet. It's not about bettering uh, people or their lives. It's it's all about the bottom dollar, 100%. And there's a law in the States. It's law, okay, where if your company is public, okay, which means it has public shares, people can make, sell and buy it on the stock market, um, by fucking law, you have to do whatever it is possible to make your shareholders money, okay? And that means uh, if if you found a way to uh, make money by using plastic disposable plastic containers instead of cardboard ones, that'll destroy the fucking environment, and you damn well know it will. But it'll make your shareholders a little bit extra money. You legally have to. You have to do it. It's wild. Right? It's in, it's wild. It's fucking insane. And and there are companies who like yeah like through. Through competition, they'll uh, you know try to better the lives of their customers because they want their customers to need them. But over time, they'll find things that like just makes them extra money while having the appearance of being there for the customer because it's never about the customer. It's always about the money and it's destroying 
everything. Everything. You absolutely everything is due to capitalism in its current form. We're fucking over the entire planet because of this addiction that we to are. Money. It's it's insane. Yeah. Money and power. And yeah. there's nothing happening. There's a joke going around on Reddit that says that um, once the way capitalism should be is once you reach nine hundred ninety nine million dollars of net worth. Okay, you're given a plaque that says congratulations, you won capitalism, and they name a dog park after you. And every single bit dollar of profit you make after that goes into healthcare and education and food scarcity and like just automatically. If you want to keep making money, if your company wants to keep making money, great. But all of that profit goes to there afterwards and you get right. a dog park. You, like, yes. you need to watch a documentary by um, Adam Curtis, who is a British documentary filmmaker, and it's called Hypernormalization. Um, I was chatting about this this week to somebody. So hypernormalization is, uh, you know, in the latter stages of the USSR, everybody knew the newspapers were lying, the TV was lying. They knew that there was no food on the shelves. They knew that the reality in front of them this. didn't work. I didn't know anything about this. That's fascinating. But everyone just carried on because they, they were in a structure and they didn't know how to operate. Mm-hmm. And the documentary talks about that. Um, is what we live in now. Most people real think a lot of stuff is bullshit. Most people don't buy into a lot of the stuff that's going on. Most people are um, kind of uh, feel like uh, the, there must be a better way and that there's a lot of large structural stuff that needs to be fixed. But we just carry on anyway because we're in a state of hypernormalization. It's a good... That's fascinating. Google it. Hypernormalization, hypernormalization. by Adam Curtis. All right. He's like one of those people who looks at the world and sees it in a completely different way, mm. almost as if he's in a spaceship looking down on huh. us. It's really cool. Maybe in the moon. Maybe it's <laughs> the Adam I see what did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. what a cool. I was going to say when you were going, great, great rant. That's great. Thank you. But I, I gotta say, I love Amazon Prime. <laughs> I buy I love, from, well, I love how I convenient buy from there. I buy from, I buy from there a lot and too. I hate it. I'm, yeah, hate, it makes yeah, me feel like just, a bad person. No, it's. But others, I others, enjoy the convenience of it. Other well, things capitalism gave us: drive-throughs. Oh, light, no. Shoes that light up. Again, like <laughs> if you remember what I said, it's not capitalism that's the problem. It's capitalism in its current form. Oh, yeah. It's predatory. Right? It's pre- in, in its current form. Capitalism yeah. can be reformed, but but no one's gonna do it because everyone who needs to do it has has all the money and power and they're addicted to it. Right? There's there's no it's just there's no yeah, there's no path to happiness with that. You know, but like, no, you're right. Capitalism well, has given us all kinds of fascinating and amazing, like amazing advances in technology that has bettered, uh, bettered our health, bettered our longevity, mm-hmm. bettered our relationships, bettered our mental health. It's done a lot of great stuff, but it is also destroying us mm. in every way, yeah. shape, or form. If you look, point to literally anything on this planet that is destroying us or having itself destroyed, you can point directly to capitalism. There's minimum wage. The Amazon rainforest being burned to the yeah. ground, the floods, the like fucking global warming. You name it. Name name yeah. anything that's happening and tell me that it's not due to capitalism in the current form. Rain. <laughs> rain. <laughs> Fuck rain. Just, just the hell with rain. rain. The snow thunder. This rain shower the is brought to you by thunder. Nestle. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm excited for this next segment because okay. uh, this is one. This is my favorite so, segment. So, actually, I, I no, wanna, no, no, no. I want to interrupt. I, I ranted my no, ass no, no. off and rant. Reese didn't. Oh, yes, you did. He ranted <laughs> I did. about um, I had a little rant here. I had to go about Canadians yeah. who don't appreciate Canada. And then I ranted for like twenty fucking minutes. That's just what you do. I just more. I can just. I can make my point in a more concise way. Uh, he's just more efficient. Than yeah, you, that's very true. Um, but okay, so this next one is is fascinating to me because I, I'm all about perception. Like I, I think it's fascinating your perception of somebody versus what's going on. You know, right. what's going on inside. So 
I want to know what's very wrong. Interesting, very interesting interview uh, questions, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you guys? What are your issues? Like, are we supposed to guess what the other person's? No, you, no, you got to tell, tell us what's wrong with you, you Jack. That's a little personal. <laughs> Where does he you? start? I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. That's and it could be like, it could even just be like a bad habit that maybe like your friends tell you that you do a lot that you're working on. Or it can be like an insecurity or a character flaw. Do you have anything? I'm, you're in the I'm, hot seat. I'm too handsome. It's just I'm oh too too good looking for this. This people can't look at me in the eyes. No, I don't fucking. Know. People don't walk into lampposts because they're just staring at our face. You gotta have something. You're you're in your forties. Uh, yeah, you're too old. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, I mean, I mean, like I'm. I had a lot of bad habits, and I've like Worked I've been them? well, I've been working on them a hmm. lot, like a lot, the past. I'm gonna say year to year and a half. Um, I don't know, kind of proud of that. There's a lot of work going on there, you know. Um, what, what were they? Uh, the, the past five years kind of sucked a lot, especially the last three years. Um, I was just on a lot of, uh, I was self-medicating. I was on St. John's Wart for Seasonal Affective Disorder, but I was on way too much of it. Way, way, way too much of it. Wait, you were on St. John's? Wart, St. John's Wart. What it's it? a plant. What you can it? buy it at the drugstore or over the counter. Interesting. So, like, it increases your sensitivity to sunlight, which is really oh. effective for people with seasonal affective disorder. Shit, okay. Because it increases your vitamin D uh, oh. absorption in the wintertime. I had no idea. But if you take the amount that I was taking, it also has the same effect as a lot of antidepressants, <clears throat> oh. which comes with their own wonderful side effects. Yes, um, they do. And I was uh, drinking a lot of alcohol to kind of counteract those side oh. effects from the St. John's wort. Uh, which then gave me a lot of anxiety. Right. <laughs> right? So in so trying to like, fix a problem, you gave yourself yeah, gave a bunch of other problems. Other problems. Bunch of other problems. A, yeah. I used to describe smoke. it as cycle of hell. A cycle of hell. Jesse's got yeah. a great smoking story. He took up smoking to prove he could give up smoking. and then, And then just to make sure that it was a fair experiment, he remained smoking for 10 years. <laughs> 15, are, thank you. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. You started smoking <laughs> to see if I could to prove a point? Do heroin just, next. Oh, my God. And you smoked for 10 years? Oh, longer than that. Probably about How did you 20. quit? How did you quit smoking? Um, it was about five years ago now. Maybe four, four or five years ago. Um, I was vaping for mm. for a long time. Um, they say the average smoker uh, tries to quit about 10 times. Um, and I tried to quit about seven before I quit. And I, I had vape. I, I vaped for a good three to four years. And I, you can control the amount of nicotine in your vape juice. So I, I was at one point like at 32 grams of nicotine in my juice, which is an insanely high amount. And then I, over the course of like a year and a half or two years, I brought it down to like one milligram. And then I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't want to be addicted to anything anymore. And like, so I just quit. And I something really fascinating about the last time that I quit I just kind of went cold turkey. Like I brought it down to as low as I could go with nicotine, and then I just went cold turkey on that. And it was still hard, uh, but not as hard as it was previously. And something really fascinating. It was a. It wasn't a decision. It was a realization that I had, um, which is like, oh, oh, I'm done. Like, yeah, this is, I hear this from a lot of yeah. Yeah, like I'm. That's yeah. It wasn't like that's it. I'm never. I'm making the decision. It wasn't a decision. It was a realization. Like oh, oh, I'm. I don't need it anymore. I'm not going to, I'm just, no, this is not going to be part of my life anymore. Yeah. Like, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just done. Right. Yeah. And not a decision, realization. Huh. It was really quite neat. Yeah. And it's stuck. Wow. It's like five years later. I'm like, 
Oh dang! Yeah, yeah. Good for you. That's wicked. <laughs> Thank you. And like it's been. And you're off the St. John's Wharf. Off the St. John's Wharf for about almost a year now. And worst name ever. I gotta say. It is. Yeah. St. John's. St. John's. Wharf. I'm taking a break from alcohol. They need to rebrand it. Oh. It's been six months. Good. Without, without uh, any of that stuff. Um. And like, well, again, it wasn't like none of the stuff was problematic. It was just causing uh, other parts of my. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it wasn't like. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. When people take when people take a break from alcohol. Oftentimes, you'll get them to be like, oh, what's wrong? Is everything okay? You know? Because drinking is so fucking common. Well, <laughs> right? What's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you that you're not drinking? You must be a rabid alcoholic. It's such a part of Halifax culture specifically. <laughs> because oh, yeah. everything is followed with, we could get a drink and do this. Right. Want to get a drink? Let's go down. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. plan... Involves getting a drink. Uh, it's never celebration. Like, come over for a hot cocoa. Right. Like, but, but also, if people are out <laughs> drinking, what do you do while you're there? You don't got to just. Yeah. Because you don't drink that much liquid unless you're trying to get drunk. Exactly. Or, you know, right. just, I'm just and sit. that was kind of always my yeah. take on it. Like I was like, this. I just see dollar signs when I'm when I'm drinking because I go, mm. if I'm drinking, it better be because I want to get drunk. Right. Yeah. You know, not not just you know. It's funny. I was at a party recently. Um, as a bartender, I wanted to learn, I want to learn how to make cocktails because I oh, think it's nice. fun, but I wasn't drinking. Right. So I asked them like, Hey, is it weird if I like make cocktails for your, your guys's party, but like, don't drink that? That's not weird. Come on over. So it was actually it really fun. Like, it seemed like you're poisoning everyone. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah really so I had no idea if it tasted any good. I was relying on, on these people. And by the end of the night, everything I was making was delicious, of course, because they're drunk out of their fucking minds. Right. But like, it was really fun making these cocktails while sober. And this, and like throughout the night, I was constantly asked, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Yeah. And I, and I, which is I, really a personal question. Well, I, I looked at one of them like, did you know that alcohol is the only drug where people ask you why you're not doing it? Yeah, truly. And that stunned her. She's like, truly. She just kind of sat back. She's like, oh my God. She's like, yeah, if you, if people were passing around a joint, you're like, no thanks. No one'd be like, why not? What's wrong with you? What's, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, or like it's, any it, drug. Cause, yeah, it's just, why won't you do this, Crystal Math? Right. <laughs> it's right in front of you. Why not? Right. You're the only friend I know who doesn't have a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. So, Did you get tempted to drink when you were making the drinks? Not at all. Huh, which I actually you. looked back on. I was like, oh, wow, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Not even the tiniest bit. So, no, no. It was, it's been uh, it's been fun and so it's been, I like I look at this as like the year of like oh. of rebirth what, rebirth yeah like yeah. I've stopped drinking I'm off of uh, all the uh, you know the St. John's wort and I'm like getting up in the mornings I'm more not an idol anymore I'm, I say what you're more productive I'm more productive I am more productive I'm much more creative Hell you know, yeah. I've got a lot more energy I'm working out more um it's uh, I'm learning piano again. I wanted. Oh I've been saying gosh. for years that I'm like I want to learn piano again, and I just haven't done it. It's just one of those things I'm gonna do one day. And I was like, yeah. no, I wake up every single morning and I practice piano every single morning. I didn't bring my bell. I usually have a bell that I ding. When okay. I, I like approve of something. Oh, sweet. So ding. I'll put in the sound effect here. Ding. <laughs> um, so it's it's my year of, of self improvement. Uh, I, I know, like, this is the complete opposite of what you wanted me to no, say. No, no, no. But, but you started with what was wrong, which was you were right. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Reese, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Reese? We both turn at the same time. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with him? Huh. <laughs> uh, I I was thinking we, about this. We have similar problems, you and I. Yeah, yeah. We both we both have dyslexia. I um, didn't know I'm, you had dyslexia I'm, as well. I'm not dyslexic, but I do have ADHD. Oh, sorry. I thought you were. Both of you have ADHD. But we're both neurodiverse. We both. There's the no we both fucking not... way this man does not have ADD. <laughs> There's no way. I think I'm, I'm not diagnosed, but I. You this, 100% this stuff have ADD. I read and I go, oh, I do that. So. I've, I have ADD since from a young age. 
because I also I was born with Tourette syndrome and ADD. That's something you probably didn't know. No, um, you were born with Tourette's. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was super fun. When you're so, I won't get into that, but like oh, uh, that's. I mean, I can, but like, I just didn't want to interrupt Reese. Tourette's is no. I can even talk about what's wrong with me. <laughs> it's like, it's um, my time to shine. It's my time. Tourette's. It's, it's your time to not shine. <laughs> so, just a real quick aside: when you have Tourette's, eighty percent of people with Tourette's also have it coupled with ADD. Okay, and oh. when you hit puberty, uh, it either gets worse or it goes away. And th- th- I think I'm so thankful that it went away for me. Uh, but the ADD stuck around, and I couldn't take medication for ADD because there was a chance I could bring my Tourette's back. Oh, and so I've just shit. been living with adult ADD my whole life unmedicated. Well, I medicated myself, as you, I, I talked right? about previously. Okay, right? okay. So I can fucking recognize ADD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me tell well, you. That, that might tie into the thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I do have this thing where I, if I don't feel like I'm constantly achieving new things and uh, getting wins, whether that's like a nice email from a listener on our podcast or uh, business going well and us getting a new client or whatever it might be. If I don't, then within like a matter of a day, I could, I'll go, say we have a really good day and a load of good stuff happens. I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up the next morning and I would have forgotten about it all. All the good feeling would have gone away. What? And I'd be like, what do I need to, I need to achieve something today. My life is falling uh, apart. I need one. And then if I go. Kind of, that's kind of like you're a workaholic who's a perfectionist. Perfectionist? I, I I kind of I can switch on from work, huh. and I I do I think it's because I think it ties back to the dyslexia. Mm. I think it's because I kind of left traditional academic stuff when I was sixteen. Like I left school, and then I just did art full time. And I think I always felt like I needed to work that extra hard to build a career, oh. because especially where I was living, art wasn't a, a real. There was no clear career path. If you were going to do art full time, chances are you could do art full time. You could then go and work in a call center or be an art teacher or something. And I didn't want either of those things. So I think I've always felt like I've had to put no the pressure on myself. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, you know, I got three kids, and you know, we got a mortgage and all these things. So I kind of, I think there's part of me that always feels like, even if I've had a really good four days that week then I'll have the weekend and I'll forget about all the good feelings. It's like a clean slate. And then Monday I'll go, fuck, what am I going to do this week? But do you ever ever remind yourself of the previous wins? Like... I, I have to have to like, sometimes other people have to or maybe you should like write them down. Yeah. And like put like them on post-it notes all around. That's the other thing. I will I House. and I think this is A D D. Because okay. I always say to, I get to a point where I'm like, I'm so disorganized, right? I'm going to clean my desk. I'm going to get this thing. And I'm going to start writing things down and do this and do this. And then within a day, I don't do it. And then I hate myself. So uh, I'm like, why can't I be more organized? Which I think is a, a hallmark of an ADD. Exactly. Yeah. So, so every time somebody yeah. says, you should do this new behavior, I'm like, I fucking tried every behavior. That's like, you're just going to make me hate myself more. So stop <laughs> suggesting new behaviors I can't adopt. Like ADD people always, they'll read like the first chapter of every book, but never finish a yeah, book. I'm, I'm currently I'm, reading 25 books. Jesus. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like, failing to read 25 right, yeah. books. Like, I couldn't read for the longest time. Like I could read, I could read the words, but ADD would not let me. The same thing. Like I couldn't get through yeah. Same. Yeah. my whole adult life. Like I only really started learning how to sit down and try to concentrate and finish a book. I'm going to say like 2012. And then like i barely got through a few books like i don't i'm not a reader me neither you know i wish i was i try i try i you know <laughs> see i we try our best my i'm kind of weird because yeah kind of weird reason kind of <laughs> no the dyslexia i've got about the way the dyslexia affects me is that yeah. i i can speed read 
I can read like four words at once and just skim straight through. I've got quite a visual memory, so I can every place I've ever been, I kind of draw a pretty accurate map. Wow. Um, so even like wow. Halifax, I've only lived here three years, but I know most of the routes and the roads, which I made myself sound really weird. But <laughs> just you know, but, <laughs> Bruce knows where we live. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, the 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 stupid thing is though that I can I feel like I can take a lot of information in, and then but I I'm in the bottom like fifteen percent for for writing. My uh, writing skills are classed as technically remedial. Writing. Oh wow. So I could I my thing is I absorb all this stuff and then I've got no way of then like oh. so which is why. Audio, all these other creative video, yeah. all those, I need Audio, those outlets because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, the written word terrifies me. Yes. Wow. Yes. And, and I just get frustrated because I'm like, why am I so slow? No. And I hate myself for being, I'm like, oh, no. I thought I was smart and I just can't write. <laughs> so, so, we are the same. We, we we both are frequent typo people. Like, yeah, yeah. And Reese will, whenever Reese gives so me a note, he just, it's all in hieroglyphics. I don't understand. <laughs> but, what is, what is mule star cake? What is my, this? My good friend uh, and British comedian, Rod Gilbert, once described my emails as strong passwords. <laughs> so frustrating because like with typos and shit like i try sometimes i will look things over like i, I, make, a lot uh, yeah. of, I make a lot of comedy posters and like i re really will look at everyone's name and go everyone's spelled right and then i post it and i get a message uh and i just go god damn it i just i can't get it like no. I, i'm going to die and it'll be she can never spell. But, she, but you know I'm saying mean? You, like, you reread it, you reread it, you reread it, yeah. and you don't see it. I, and then you, you see it a week it. later or somebody. And the other, that's the thing that drives me crazy is like, um, like for business, I yeah. use the world's most boring social media platform, LinkedIn. And there's so yes. many people on there going, ah, oh, uh, grammar is important. Spelling's important. You're going to, and I'm like. And you're like, fuck you. And I'm, yeah, and I just get really angry at them. <laughs> like, you don't realize that some people just can't do that well. And that's not a reflection of them and their professional professional ability to do what they do is yeah. just don't hire them to write stuff exactly <laughs> that's fine we're <laughs> not know? gonna be authors exactly. you know we're not gonna be journalists unless i can pay someone to sit there and write down things like that i'm writer? saying yeah. oh i could just talk <laughs> that's a thing yeah, yeah. Then, that would be cool to do but i'm, I'm going to money to do i just picture thing. you like on a coach just talking yeah. and like jesse's beside <laughs> you on an old-fashioned exactly. typewriter just get someone from fiverr <laughs> 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 Have Chapter a microphone, one. like just recording everything you say you know, all day. So funny. Automatically just... uploads an audio cue to the cloud where he's just typing away the whole fucking day at a transcript of everything Reese says. An improvised novel. Wild. Just imp just an improvise a novel? Just improvise an entire novel. Just go blah, 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 blah. Like seven hours. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh my God. It's a whole new genre. <sighs> improvised novels. Yeah. We should do it. Writing is the absolute worst. I hate it. I, I really like hate it. You, do you get do you are you a frequent typo person? Do you typo a lot? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, well, yes, yes, yeah. I mean, like I don't really notice it so much because of autocorrect. Autocorrect can ruin your life, though. Well, <laughs> if you type, I'm a fast typer, so I type. I think my thing is is that I'm so anxious to get things out there that I'm I'm fast to type yeah. and then press mm -hmm. publish. And it's like, no, you gotta. No, I'm I'm a big grammar Nazi. I, I grew up that in. way. Um, I grew up in a family of writers. <laughs> Edit out where he said grammar. Shit. <laughs> 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 no, I am. Like I grew up with writers, uh, writers in the family, and I grew up as like I was uh, I was always a really good writer as a kid, which is amazing because I never read anything but i would um 
Yeah, writing like punctuation and proper grammar and um, like how the the paragraph is formed and all the sentences around it are is it's very important to me. Like I'll proofread emails and texts before oh, I send them and good stuff for you. like that. Yeah, yeah, just not for spelling. Stop, I'm, a hor- yeah. I'm a horrible fucking speller, but like <laughs> yeah. Reese and I are over here. Well, like, I didn't want to say yeah. I didn't want to bring it up because like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, but, and I think the, the my thing of like feeling like I need to prove myself all the time, mm. not even to other people, just to myself. Yeah, is that the whole of school was. You're slow, or you're kind of sloppy. You're lazy. Yeah. Like, why, why haven't you written this thing out? That's ADD. Yeah, man. yeah you have it. So when I had my assessment for ADHD, one of the big tip-offs that I said to her, where she was just like, she kind of visibly like was like, oh yeah, okay. Was we like, got one. Was me? Was me going? I feel like I'm never enough. Like in an- yeah. anything I do, I feel like I could be doing so much. I feel like my potential is way bigger than what I'm doing. There's, and a, she, there's a book for ADD called uh, I'm, Scattered. I mean, there might we be just one. talked about how we can't read books, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for ADD. It's for people with ADD. And I, if I'm remembering it correctly, I might be mis- misquoting it, but it's called "You're Not Lazy, Crazy, or Stupid." Oh yeah, I've heard or that it's, one. Or it's "You Mean I'm Not Lazy, yes. Crazy, or Stupid." Yeah, yeah. 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 So like, I couldn't, it, I couldn't get through it. It's I was trying to do much ADD. Such a thing because I have a thing where I have sometimes people talk to me mm. and I just don't take the information yeah, yeah. for like for whatever reason it's just coming out like like the charlie brown teacher like and my friends would get mad at me because i would forget yeah. like details of like what they told me mm. and like you're like what how do you not remember like and they would get mad and i would just be like i didn't take it in you know like but it's say, a frustrating thing for me i'm like every, anything that i find interest in i remember Yes. If I don't find it interesting, I forget, That's, which makes it really transparent for people. There's a superpower for ADD people. And this is like one yes. of the telling things to know whether or not you actually do have ADD or not. It's like you have, yes, the whole telltale thing of I have a difficult time concentrating on things. But if you're working on something you find fascinating, you will go for hours without a break. Yeah, yeah. Focus. Yeah, but yeah. And thing you that, do that when you're in your editing world. Oh, when yeah. Reese is in editing world, there's no yeah. your your tunnel vision, but I, like getting shit done. But that, that's hyper focus. I, 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 yeah, I'm either scattered or insanely focused. Yes. But also the ability to only be interested, to only remember things you're interested in, makes it incredibly transparent for when you're not interested in. Like, <laughs> never. Never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> um, read you like a book. <laughs> in the eighty. <laughs> In he the ADHD world, that's called chasing serotonin. So you chase the things that no, give you the feel-good yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, you could edit a video for hours but never take out the trash. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah you guys, you I, would, I would sit there editing videos and audio and slowly grow a giant beard. It wasn't... <laughs> wasn't for the fact that I had responsibility to keep, kind of, to keep me good. Going. So, I mean, we're all we're all adults. We seem like we all have ADD. Uh, it seems like we're all unmedicated for this ADD. Not me. Freshly medicated. Freshly medicated? A couple weeks in. Do, which, what, do you mind me asking uh, about well, the medication? Butrin. Well, Butrin. Which is actually an antidepressant. It is, yes. But it's, um, so the reason she put me on that is because I also got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Isn't that fun? At the same time that I got diagnosed for ADD, she said she could sense it through the Zoom call. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So, so yeah, so it's uh, been interesting. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> how how has it been? I, I've never heard of Wilbertrin being to... used as uh, so, an ADD medication before it's ever supposed to help with focus and like your energy and I have found that I'm less tired okay. all the That's time good. lately uh, and I have found that like it's helped with my mood right but not so much with 
I'm not noticing any drastic changes in focus right. and concentration, but it takes some time. Like she's she said to give it a, a good month. Okay. Um so I have a I have a call with her next week to like check in. I um I have I, every time I hear someone say that they're on anti-anxiety slash antidepressants, I need to I feel the need to warn them. Um, I was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication for eight years uh, because no doctor bothered to tell me that I need to come off of it now. And they just mm. kept giving it to me. And by oh. the way, eight years is way, That's way, a long time. way too fucking long. Yeah. It's if you're on ADD medication like um, fucking Ritalin or uh what are the other ones called? Anyway, um, that's that's one thing. I actually don't know a lot of it, but like antidepressants slash anti-anxiety medication are never meant to be long-term. Long-term. Right. Unless it's like, so okay, for one, I don't want to get into this giant rant, but like generalized anxiety disorder is bullshit. Okay. Um, <laughs> it kind of feels like it is. It is. It is. Um, it's like, that's, is this just being human? Are you worried yes. about the sun exploding? <laughs> mm. It's it's over. It's <laughs> It's, a it's piano's going to fall on me as I'm walking. But literally, just what she Just generally said, anxious. Was, well, I told her, because I was like, my anxiety, I don't have social anxiety or anything, right. but I do catastrophize. In other words, like- Of course. I'm really scared of cars. I'm convinced that a car is going to hit me every time I go outside. So, I mean, I've lived with anxiety my entire life. It's a constant battle I've, that I've learned how to stay on top of it. Anxiety is very real, but generalized anxiety disorder, which is their way of saying there is something wrong with your brain that makes you feel anxiety for no fucking reason whatsoever. Here's pills to take for the rest of your life. Right. My personal thought on that, especially from someone who's been suffering from battling and medicated for anxiety my entire, well, pretty much since 20 years old, is that's bullshit okay does anxiety exist yes can you be more sensitive to things that can cause anxiety yes do you need to be medicated for the rest of your life because of it no so if you're prescribed anti-anxiety medication and antidepressant medication they're general practitioners should not be the ones diagnosing you with this like it should be a psychiatrist. That, that was me. So I had a psychiatrist. You had a psychiatrist. Yeah. Okay, good. Diagnose, so, and then she gave the doctor this big long. Okay, report. that's wonderful to hear because yeah. it's very, yeah. very rare. Yeah. yeah. But what they often don't fucking tell you because doctors get commission. Right. Okay. <laughs> is that it's a, supposed to be a band aid? Okay. Let's yeah. make you feel better. Okay. In the short term. In the short term, so that. You can, with a fresh brain that is not hurting, yes. figure out what is causing the anxiety, yes. what is causing the depression, and then work on that for a good half a year to a year while on the Wellbutrin, while on whatever, yes. right? Fix that yeah. and then come off of the Wellbutrin, right? Yeah. Is what they're Hopefully. supposed to say yeah. and supposed to help you figure out during that year. But they yeah. don't. They're like, take this next. Uh, in my, so my experience has been pretty good. Um, it's going to be regular check-ins uh, to figure out what will work for me. So like, but again, if it's medication be, for the rest of your life to just figure out what medication works for you for the rest of your life, I would highly recommend against yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that train yeah. of thought. And I definitely don't want to be on anything for the rest of my life. That's, I have commitment issues. So, <laughs> okay. Well, just, <laughs> luckily, just, your doctor will never tell you to come off of it. Yeah. 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 Do you they, have do, to be do the Canadian one. doctors get commission. Oh yes. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, huh. as far as I know, Mine I could be wrong, but like honestly, really cheap. Like we don't have like I don't have uh, like benefits, but no, it's like, cheap. Yeah, it's it compared to like, the states, it it's pretty bucks. cheap. Yeah, it's pretty cheap, right? For a month or whatever. The side but. effects aren't worth it. Long term side, there's short term side effects. There's long term side effects. Uh, there's Ooh. so there's side effects that in small rare percentages that even if you come off of it, it will like permanently 
like affect your brain going years oh, later. Oh, joy. <laughs> well done, Jess. Very rare. Very, very rare. Just saying. Sarah was feeling really good about this until you came on the podcast. No, it's all good. No, I think, I think it's important to be very critical of stuff we, like this. We have normalized, just like, I won't go on this rant for too much longer, but we have normalized. <laughs> we have, we definitely have, we have as a society, especially North American society, normalized things that are toxic to our bodies and our minds, okay, that have horrible consequences and side effects to us. And we have our doctors making a profit by telling us there's something uniquely wrong with you. Right, right, and right. You need to take this medication so you don't feel that weird shit happening anymore. And the shit that we've normalized is we drink way too much caffeine. Okay, we have way too much stimulants. Okay, whether it be in Red Bulls or nicotine <laughs> as a stimulant, gives you okay. wings and weakens the heart. Okay, we eat, we eat a shit ton of sugar. Yeah, just true. a shit ton of sugar. Oh no, we we treat our bodies like trash. Look, absolute do, trash do, and our minds. In the UK, the only people I know who are on uh, antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs were people who had crippling depression. Or like real serious anxiety. Oh yeah, like give like, people uh, the help that they need if they're no, no, in pain. But, but right? that like, was, but that, my point is that was the UK. Like right. were, whereas here, so I moved here. I know a lot of Harsh people. Enough. A lot and a lot of people like um, a lot of people go to therapy, which I think is a good thing. That's fantastic. But also, uh, way more people are also taking some form of medication medication for their mind or yeah. their mental health. Which which I don't know whether that I could I can't work out in my head whether it's just that could they it? give them away too easy or whether it's just they're doing a better job of applying them to the people who need them. One hundred percent the first know. one, in my opinion. I was medicated for most of my if not all of my twenties and it just pretty much destroyed. I'd be interested in seeing your studies. Did you you go (laughs) through a psych assessment? No. Okay, so that's the thing. I had an anxiety attack. It kind of makes me feel slightly better about my, because like I had a grueling two and like two hour call with a psychiatrist. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, so like like, it was pretty in depth and like, holy shit. Like she asked a lot of questions. But I'm like, like, you know, kind of what I've been going through is, and it's been difficult this whole year of like, bettering myself yeah. for myself it's right it's very tough you know like eating better stopping drinking stopping like just the, getting rid of toxic stuff out of my that I've been doing for years and then trying to increase the positive things that I've you know wanted to do for a long time is very difficult but if you're having difficulties in your life i i think it's really really worth looking at the shit we're doing to ourselves first yeah. like if you have a really difficult time sleeping at night or if you're having any kind of problem, okay, your first thought should not be, I am unique and there is something wrong with my brain's wiring and I need medication to fix that wiring. That should not be our go-to thought, but that's how society is telling us so that we feel special. I mean, there's so many people out there who wear a mental disorder like a badge of fucking honor, okay? And it's... It's so like if you're, as an example, if you're having trouble sleeping, it's not because you're uniquely, you have some kind of fucking weird, unique sleep problem in your brain and you're different from your peers. No. Have you tried turning off screen? Like all the shit that we know right, right, we've right. heard. Well, we just yeah. kind of dismiss like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. Small like, behaviors <laughs> to make your life better. <laughs> behavioral <laughs> lifestyle things. Do you think exercise, that maybe eating an hour before bed, watching TV right up before bed, yeah. drinking caffeine, smoking. All this stuff. Doom scrolling. Like, yeah, doom scrolling. Ooh. Exactly. <laughs> yes, doom right? Scroll. Doom and scrolling like, we, in bed. That's just, me. <laughs> but we, we, we just like kind of be like, we wash it aside. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That makes sense. Whatever. But we don't actually think that this shit has a significant fucking impact on That's our true. lives 
when it does. There's rehabs for phone addiction now. <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's the world we're living in. Oh my yeah. god. So uh, that's that's my small rant. To no, you. I love it. No, it's Jesse. It's that's your rant, well, rant number four now. That's rant number. We should do a rant yeah. count in the episode. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Last segment. Uh, last segment. And then I have one final question I would, before I would, we wrap. I would just I would just end this by saying please put a reminder for one year today into oh. your phone asking yourself do I still need to be on Wellbutrin oh I love that Sarah hey future Sarah one year from now <laughs> you're not going to be listening to this one year oh, from now oh your phone's put it I in was your phone say, <laughs> I just had the moment of where's my phone um, you're going to forget but put a reminder in your phone for a year from now and I hope you're doing well girl um, okay unpopular opinion don't hate me for this but it's time for Unpopular Opinion. So, a lot of people think the rant and the unpopular opinion are too similar. Mm. In my mind, unpopular opinion is like, what would you say at a party that would make everyone at the table go, oh, like, turn on you? I wouldn't. So something that you <laughs> I think... like parties. <laughs> something that you think that you think the majority of people would disagree with you on. I, I have to think about that. I got mine, but I, I, I think that it's, grow, it's a growing amount of people who probably would agree with this. Ooh, okay. But I think unless you're really paying attention to his life and who he is, that, that um, Elon Musk is not a savior and role model. No, oh, that's fair. Lot, like you said, oh, he's like Tony Stark, and I think that's. Honestly, I don't think don't know he is. More, but I don't know enough about him, it, so the, I would. The, I would the only more, the more to I've, the more I've learned about him, him, like his, he comes from a very wealthy um, South African family. Um, his dad owned like a, a ruby mine or something. Oh, um, shit. And uh, he he grew up with like servants and all, all this kind of thing oh, uh, wow. during apartheid. Um, and uh, I think him and his brother came to New York with like pockets full of rubies and were trying to sell them in in uh, jewelry stores in New York. Um, and like so, he, he this whole kind of so he comes from a very wealthy family, and then also this. Uh, I've heard that he doesn't have a great relationship. He's got a lot of kids and he doesn't have a great relationship oh. with most of them. Yeah, well, um, his, his most recent baby mama was Grimes. And who they was named, literally young enough to be his daughter. What did they name the kid? Like <laughs> like a series of, yeah. <laughs> like a strong password. A strong, <laughs> yeah. Named, what are my emails? They the based off my email. <laughs> but, oh, um, it was some weird name, yeah. And and yeah, and, and even things like... Uh, like he was very irresponsible during COVID with with his oh, factory staff. Um, really? Yeah, he, he cracks. He cracks. He's very anti-union and worker rights. No. There's a bunch of stuff that he does. Wow. That, um, uh, that makes me. He yeah. Wow. I'd, I'd I'd say if you're gonna base him on Tony Stark, base him on Tony Stark before he had the epiphany to become Iron Man. Base him on the shitty right. Tony Stark. The, the, just the rich the, guy. The pre-Iron Man Tony Stark. Someone needs the, to drag Elon Musk into the desert. He's the other Yeah, someone needs to blow up some metal into his heart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, or something. Yeah. So that's, uh, hmm. a lot, uh, and he is, he's, he's got incredible brand and a lot of people are like, Elon will save us. We can build a new planet on the on Mars and we will survive. Is, right. Yeah. People treat him like a prophet. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like well, they look up to him too much. But um, yeah. I like that. He's Jesse. You're playing these. Reese, the Elon hater. <laughs> hashtag. No, I didn't know if, that if, about you, him. if you're if you're this... still here after all this time, hashtag Reese, and now, the Elon hater. Now on the uh, intoxicated store, you can buy fuck Elon t-shirts. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> With just your face. Yeah, just me going. <laughs> Not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Middle fingers, Reese. Middle fingers. Come on, yeah. Well, this this doesn't mean anything in Canada. Oh yeah, that's right. That's just it means fuck off. In the UK. 
<laughs> Here it means two Timbits, please. Yeah. <laughs> then you come in tens, twenties, or fifties. <laughs> Jesse, do you have an unpopular opinion? Or one that you can think of? Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't want to say it. Oh, no! No, it's not. It's nothing salacious. It's nothing. It's Jesse just, just says, cool, is there, it's not real. Well, you did say you were no, you, it's just you depressing. Say a huge Nazi. It's just, it's just, <laughs> no, let's hear it's it. just a, No, it's just depressing. This is the right show for it. Uh, <laughs> um... I, the majority, I think the majority Uh of people are in a loop in their lives and they spend, and I'm not outside of this loop. I'm just maybe more aware of it. They spend their days, their waking days, um, doing routines. And these include, uh, things that they ingest into their bodies, um, doing routines to distract <laughs> themselves from the fact that they feel purposeless uh, and that their lives are boring and kind of sad. What what you're talking about booze and weed and everything. I'm talking about going to a job. Oh, like a oh uh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Like so, so, yeah. so, so much of I've the read things. Eat, Pray, Love five times. Right? Yes. Like I think the majority of people spend the majority of their days <laughs> distracting themselves from the mundaneness of their lives, including video games, movies, televisions, parties, mm-hmm. smoking up, drinking, uh, dating, you name it. You fucking name it. It's a huge chunk of it is to distract themselves from how uh, how boring and and useless their lives really are. Ding ding ding. I think that's true. I don't, yeah, like, well, I don't, I don't else, disagree with you. What else are they supposed to be doing? Good question. What, if that's, what, if what you're saying is, is people aren't fulfilling them, people aren't being fulfilled. And, like, they're not, um, they're not pursuing their fulfillment as a human. I'm not saying what they should do. I'm just pointing out what they're doing. <laughs> right. But, like, some people would argue they're doing that to relax. They would argue that, wouldn't they? But, but maybe that's true. <laughs> I, I play video games. Yes, I, I know. I do. So, I do a lot I, of this stuff too. No, I no, do. no. But that's what I mean. It's, it doesn't. Not everyone. I'm not outside of this. Not. You know. Not everyone's life. Not everyone is the main character in a movie about their lives. Where at the end they achieve this amazing goal they didn't believe they could. Some people just. <laughs> some people. Some people just just want to get on with their lives. Some people are just really and and simple in what they want. Yeah. And I think other people have. Uh, I'm a Capricorn mid-heaven, so I'm a born leader. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> astrology is one of those things that describes myself. No, I actually, <laughs> I, this is one of these opinions that I have that I, I enjoy being, um, argue, having someone like tell me I'm wrong with because hmm. I don't like believing it. I just think that some people, yeah, some people are happy with less. I like that. I do like so that. So I have a lot of like ambitions. Mm-hmm. Like th- I have a lot of ideas in my head of things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, none of those I would I would say involve like buying a house, getting married, having kids. Like it's they're all like I don't want to have a boring life. But mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who have a, like a really standard, simple life. They go to work, they come home, they have, and they're very very happy with it. And I just think I mean it I've, I've known what, people like that too, and what, I'm wondering if they're actually you. happy or if they. Appear happy because career stuff won't fulfill everyone. No, it won't. So also, don't forget, we live like you go back to the fifties. People didn't care what your dream was. People would go, "Hey, I've got a good job. I can pay the bills. Exactly. I've got food. Simpler. This is cool. No, there's no more war. Um, you know, it was it was very much like whereas now people like, what am I? Why am I here? What am I going to do in my life? You go back not that far. Most people that was like 
what the fuck are you talking about? Come on, we need to dig this coal up or chop this tree down so that we can eat. I, I think that we now live in... Survival. We, live, we, uh, we, we kind of indoctrinated like the... Um, to be very individual in how we see the world whereas people yeah. would think about things as a collective or as a community or as a town or as a as a household in a very different way in terms of how they saw the world i think we're just in a luxurious position to go to, to believe that we are the main character in a film about our lives and it's also do you work to live or live to work me yeah Neither. I don't like work. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't like working or living. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, I, it's I that see, kind I of idea, right? Like, no, I see what like some saying. people, like if yeah. you think of someone who who you might think would be in like a, uh, Nikki Glaser calls them a soul sucking desk desk job, um, like you know a call center yeah. or like a corporate, like a really corporate boring job, but they just get through the day so that they can like go home and be with their family yeah. and have quality time. I think. I think I'm upset with the concept of zombies like if someone oh, yeah, if that's, someone that's not cool chose that life if they were fully aware yeah. like i want a simple life say they chose and i want happy. and they're happy with their choices yeah. with that simple life fucking a yeah fucking yep. a yep. right yep. but if they're just doing what they're kind of told to do and they don't really know and they're not happy with everything and they kind of know in the back of their mind they're not happy with everything but they just keep doing what they're told to do that bothers me that does bother me too you know i don't like yeah. people who complain and don't do anything to change their situation uh, i'll use the example of like uh, like females with toxic men and mm. repeating behavior with with guys that are bad for them. Mm. Again, a distraction from a deeper issue. But even like MLMs, they like prey on people who are like, I need my own business. I need to get out of this job. And then they do oh, these like pyramid Craig. schemes and all this yeah. kind of stuff. I think there's, there's a whole industry, there's a whole industry based off that feeling that people are like- You could be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I've joined them. Imagine. You just need to order our kit. <laughs> I've joined them. You've joined an MLM? What were you Mul selling? Multiple MLMs. Je what? Jesse is our local Avon rep. <laughs> yeah. So in my 20s, I joined about three, maybe four different MLMs throughout, the, throughout the course of my 20s. Yeah. Um, so. Dear uh, Lord. No, I learned a lot about them. I learned, I was, the last one I think was ACN. Um, and so here's the thing with MLMs. Um, originally, they were pyramid schemes. Uh, and then the government was like, you can't do that. Pyramid schemes are illegal. And they came back to them like, what is illegal about our pyramid scheme? And the government was like, okay, fine. Um, these, this, 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 and this. You can't do this. That's a pyramid scheme. And they're like, okay, great. And they reformed the pyramid scheme around those things so that it wasn't illegal. And it's a multi-level, that's your multi-level marketing thing. Now, here's the crazy fucking thing about MLMs. They work. Not the way they teach you, <laughs> right? Everyone's not going to get rich. It is a race to the bottom, let me tell you, right? So, like, it's, it depends on how close you are to the top of that fucking pyramid. There are people out there who can, they can make money. It is so, true. You just have to start an MLM. You have to start an MLM. And, and not only that, but, like, it depends yeah. on how the structure. You can be, like, if, if the product is selling well. Right. If you it, it it does depend on the product, right? If the product is selling well and they continue to sell more and more and more of that product to an even wider audience, that means there is room to come in. Mm. Okay. Now here's what they don't fucking tell you. Okay. This is at the cost of your fucking soul. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it, the last time I did an MLM, and I never I was never successful by the way in any of this shit. Okay. I saw the potential and I joined in and I was young and I was in my 20s and I was stupid and I didn't know what I was doing. But the last time I went to an MLM conference was in Calgary 
and I met a guy who was one of the top tier multi-fucking-millionaires, okay, in this MLM. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And I went up and I shook his hand and he shook my hand. And you could, I could just, there was no way to describe it. And it was, I wasn't looking for it. You have to see it. I, I was like, oh, like completely mm, lifeless dead, eyes. Dead. Yeah. Dead, dead, yeah. dead inside. Like Tom Cruise. That's kind of because you're constantly selling, constantly, constantly, constantly. You sell your family, you sell your friends, you sell cashiers at the supermarket, you sell strangers, you sell the everyone. The person you bullied in high school. Everyone, everyone, everyone. Hey, I like, know you bullied me from between the ages of 13 and 16. <laughs> but, but please, would, please buy, buy these stick-on nails. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's just like, you can be successful. There yeah. are people out there who do it, but like, it's at, at what cost? And I'm like, and once I saw him, I'm like, oh, I'm out. Well, I'm you see done. it in like, I would say like people who work in call centers and try to work their way up to be, to manage a call center. They start as the, the drone, right. the person who's like judged for their stats, yeah. and then they they get up to that power level where they're the ones judging other people now. Yeah, and it's like this weird power, like it's not power that weird. Move. It's been around forever. It's been around for hundreds of years. It's, yeah, it's I manage over two hundred people. We've got, we abolished yeah. slavery, and we found different forms of being able to have slaves again. Yeah, and it's supervisors and managers and CEOs and etc. 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 It's very true. Yeah, like there are yeah, there are, there are there slavery are, was pretty bad. Yes. Uh, if you, if you <laughs> was, look at like it was people, way, way worse. Yeah. People who died on ships yeah. or they were yeah. packed on top that's, of each other. That's true. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go working in a call center and compare it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. That is. Thank you, Reese, for bringing that up. That at is least call very centers, true. Hey, at least very, call very centers true. have ping pong tables in the kitchen. Or, yeah, know, exactly. Whatever, yeah. Like. Free bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a final question before we close. All right. Do you guys believe in and have any new year's resolutions yeah yeah actually. any goals I'm or not... do you believe in them yeah i believe that they exist and that people <laughs> do them unlike bigfoot <laughs> they do but, exist um, but they do exist but i i am of the mindset that um i've never come up with a good one i always uh... come up with it too late it's like it's like 2 p.m. on January the 1st and people are like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, the fuck, I forgot again. <laughs> um, what am I... What am There's I gonna... no deadline yeah, it's, it's like, so, so it's, like, it's, like, I've got a... it's not like you have to do it by midnight or it won't come true. <laughs> I've, got like 10 hours, I've got 10 hours to come up for a good resolution. And then I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to eat less cheese. I, <laughs> I say go then... simple with resolutions. It's... Like these big resolutions, yeah, yeah. I think, are silly. But then I think like... And then I instantly forget. And yeah, then, yeah. And then I remember the one from the last year I was going to do, and then I hate myself more. And then oh, now I've got to the point. Thirty-seven years spiral. later, I'm now like, fuck <laughs> resolutions. I could I could come up with a resolution on <laughs> April the sixteenth if I want. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna. Your new year can start whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It doesn't have to start exactly. on December thirty-first tomorrow, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'm not gonna let this calendar decide when I decide to make a change in my life. Yes, screw calendars. Communism. Yeah. <laughs> I think communists did believe in calendars. <laughs> I'm thinking of money. I'm going to say capitalism. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. I want to live in a society that doesn't oh believe in time. Uh, that's very funny. <laughs> do you have any New Year's resolutions, Jeff? Kind of. Coincidentally, um, I found it too hard to, to do keto during the holiday season because there's just too much fucking temptation everywhere I look. Yes. Uh, and I kind of want to do keto for a year. I want to try it. I don't know if I'll succeed. A whole doing, year? I'm You're going to be a miserable... Get no, ready, so. Reese. You're going to be miserable. People on keto. I've done keto. I've done keto a bunch. Are, you can just see them and they just, they seem so tired. 
You're going to look like a prisoner. <laughs> they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Probably. I've been studying keto for over a year now, and there All are right. right ways of doing it, and there are wrong yeah. ways of doing it. And there are ways of doing it that'll make you exhausted, for sure, if you're mm. not getting enough sodium, if you're yeah. not getting enough potassium and magnesium. Right. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. It does work. People do lose a lot of weight from it. It's not just about the weight. It's uh, about the, the feeling. The, not about the feeling. No, it's it's very specifically about uh, insulin resistance. But that's a different uh, topic altogether. Yes. Like we've it's another podcast. Well, uh, just to sum up, basically, it's basically 20 years of eating carbs the way that we've been taught is okay in a North American diet, which is not at all, by the way, has repercussions. And that repercussion is your body starts producing insulin way too fucking much of it and is resistant to it, much the same as taking a drug for 20 years and you need to smoke or take way, way more of that drug to have the same effect you did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Same thing. This reverses it if you do it long enough. So I want to try keto. Uh, and coincidentally, I'm just going like, yeah, maybe I'll try it in the new year. Finance. Uh, health. Just not politics. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jesse said. Wow. <laughs> I told you, man. And right sleep. When you started the fucking podcast sleep. two years ago. I hate this shit. I don't want to. <laughs> Jesse, do you want to be my co-host now? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, this was this was such a wild ride. Thank you guys for doing this. this Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having yeah. us. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you, follow you. If you want to find us, we're on a cute little podcast called Canadian It's so cute. It's so cute. It's called Canadian Politics is Boring and you can find us pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast and if you don't know where to find a podcast, that's weird because you're listening to this one. Yeah, truly. (laughs) No excuse. Unless they're watching on YouTube. Some people do only watch my shows on YouTube which is strange. Spotify. Go go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com and you can buy t-shirts. Yes. My favorite t-shirt of yours, Just Bad and Dumb. Someone, yes. someone bought one the recently. The one star. Yeah. People, people, we, Just every time weird. we get a bad review, we turn it into a t shirt. <laughs> I love it. People it's buy it. Encouraging people to yeah, yeah. like bad exactly. reviews. We're going to monetize your hate. So, yeah, just, exactly. we didn't, we didn't really talk too much about it, but our podcast is about Reese, a Welsh immigrant who's been here for three years teaching Canadian politics and history to an apathetic Canadian who truly doesn't give a shit and has forced uh, all this education into my brain that I did. Oh, there's really the want. elevator pitch. Yeah, that's right. We went, there we kind of yeah. tangent, tangent down. Oh, I did call you a generic Canadian idiot the other Thank time. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was a treat. Which I take back. <laughs> no, you it's, just, it's, just, it's just the wrong topic. It's not your strong. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And they can follow you on Instagram too. Instagram and yep. Twitter. Yeah. Usually, TikTok. We usually flexing on the gram. <laughs> flexing on the gram. I forgot about that. That was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you guys on Twitter that. too? Oh, yeah. Twitter? All yeah. the places. Follow them All and the check places. it out because yeah. these guys are great. And, and Patreon. Definitely check us out on Patreon. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. G- give them money. It's Christmas. <laughs> or <laughs> Christmas is over, but it's, it's New Year's Eve. Give. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Normally I have a bell that you ring. I'm going to Photoshop one in. So pretend that you're about Ding. to ring a bell. <laughs> Do it together. Sorry, I, I held my hand way too high in the air and it looked like a, a, an offensive salute. There's more editing for me. Do this. <laughs> That's it. We're done. We did it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan. 
co-produced by Sarah Nicole and brought to you by The Messiness of Life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject. I'm Reese, and I like sucking on toes. Toes of all shapes and sizes. Mmm, toes. All right, let's do this. We ready, boys? Go for it. No. There's no trying yep. back once we're in. Oh, God. Uh, I'll try not to... Name your sex tape. Here we eat noisy yeah. food. Jeez Louise. <laughs>